Yo, one day I'm gonna get this right. Hello, friends, and welcome <laughs> back. Uh, you might have noticed that we have uh, theme music, which uh, we picked from a mm-hmm. free sound <laughs> website. <laughs> and why did we do that? Because the Beastie Boys would not do our intro music. Ugh, they would not return our emails. And iTunes was going to sue. Uh, <laughs> oh true copyright whatever copyright let's we can't even go down that road anyway <laughs> um how's it going anna it's going good cola how are you how how does it feel we're, we're this is our second episode how do you feel after the first one i feel accomplished uh like <laughs> i didn't know if we would get this far <laughs> You know, I I didn't know if it was going to be like one of those quarantine activities like, um, you know, knitting or uh, painting or sourdough making sourdough. (laughs) Did you do you didn't do that. We talked about that last time. Well, no, I I did not. And plus for our listeners, especially our friends that are listening that know us would probably laugh because I have a gluten allergy. So if I made a sourdough cake, we would know that something was seriously wrong with Anna and that someone should seek help call 911 if she's making something that could potentially make her sick slash kill her right right yeah we would definitely need to uh get a doctor out there asap yeah, uh, yeah i also that's funny you say that because i think i feel like i feel very accomplished as well and once we hit episode i feel like second episode i know so many people who started a podcast and like died after the first episode so yeah commitment is a real thing uh <laughs> And I think we uh, we have it right now. Mm-hmm. So let's I'm just, let's just ride this productivity wave for as long yeah. as it'll as far as it'll take us. I was just thinking that since you mentioned bread, I, I have a question because I I know my dad always used to say this, but did you you know the the loaf of like like the baguette type of bread? It's not a mm-hmm. baguette; it's a little bit thicker. Did your parents used to call that Italian bread? Because yeah. my parents, yeah. Okay, my parents called like <laughs> that Italian bread and white bread as in like the sliced wonder bread is American bread. And that's what we used to call it in the oh house. My God. And you cannot eat any bread now, obviously, but No, I can't. And trust me, every time I eat something that's gluten free, my dad's like, Oh my god, we can do a whole episode on the fucking the being Italian and being gluten free and how many times my family has almost killed me by accident. Uh, but the best is the questions from my dad. He'll be like, uh, for those, my, my dad refers to me as Munchkin. So, cause I'm the baby of the family, which we're actually going to talk about our family this episode, but that's right. He'll say to me, uh, he'll be like, Hey, Munchkin is, uh, is salt gluten free? <laughs> or like, uh, is like every, everything as he's cooking, he'll just like call me and be like, Hey, really quick question for you. Is bacon gluten free? I'm like, dad, or Yes, it is. Also, I've never thought about the Italian bread versus American bread thing, but my family totally did that too. Right. I was thinking about that today because I know we said this This is going to be a family episode. So I was just thinking about like all the little like nuances mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, go to the corner store and go get a loaf of Italian bread, my, my yeah. grandmother used to say. And yeah. uh, I would tell her, no, no, I'm four. I can't cross the street. <laughs> <laughs> She, she didn't quite understand that because I think she thought maybe like 
we were in Italy. But do um, you do you do this with your family? Actually, I I thought about it too when we when we started like saying that we were going to do this episode. Um, when you talk to your sister, when you talk to your mom, mm-hmm. and you refer to your other parent, do you call like so? I'll talk to my sister and I'll be like, "Did you talk to mommy today? Did you talk to daddy today?" <laughs> like, do you do that? Uh, yes, I do. I think it would be weird <laughs> if I. <laughs> I definitely do that. Uh, my sister will definitely still do that as well. Uh, yeah. But we don't actually, call them mommy or daddy to their face. Like I don't I'm, call my dad, daddy. I am not a child. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I think that's so, I, I didn't realize that until a couple, actually my first year at, at uh, where I work now, but I was talking to my, my mom on the phone and I said, Oh, you know, I didn't talk to daddy yet today, but I'll, I'll give him a call later. And one of my coworkers overheard and they were like, you call your dad, daddy. Oh no. And they looked at me so weird. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh shit. Like, I was like, no, 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 no. Like I don't call them daddy to their face. Like I don't call him daddy to his face <laughs> or my mom, mommy. But anytime I talk to like my grandmother or one of my siblings and I'm referring to one of my parents, I say mommy or daddy. But you do yeah. that too. Yeah, I, I guess I do. Now that I'm thinking about it, like maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'll check in with my sister after this episode and see <laughs> the last time when the last time we did that was. It, it probably is more than we think about. And actually, I, I don't, I hadn't really thought about it until you brought it up just now. So um, <laughs> yeah, may have to Creepy bring that up. Shit in, we do. <laughs> may have to bring that up in therapy, actually. <laughs> Okay, great. I'll, I'll also add that to my list. Great. Oh, fucking that weird being, shit we do. Um, so just to kind of like get us started on this mm-hmm. whole family base here. Um, so as we mentioned in the first episode, we are families, at least half of the family my, on my dad's side, and I believe on your dad's side as well, mm-hmm. are from the same town in Italy. So yep. the town, the big city, just for those geography uh heads out there um is toward the heel of the boot and it is a town called bari um Mm -hmm. and i know that pronunciation is absolutely atrocious and i'm sure i will hear from several people after this that i really need to brush up on my pronunciation but uh that being said i uh i think it'll get better as this goes on anyway um (laughs) uh the town so bari is the big city the mm-hmm. town that our families, our dad's families are from is Mola di Bari, which yep. is the smaller subset town. I think it's like just a couple of miles away from the bigger city. Um, yeah. And that's what blew my mind even more when you said that you were from Mola, because that's what they just call it. They don't call it Mola, uh, Mola di Bari. They usually just call it Mola. Yep. Um, and that blew my mind. Uh <laughs> because Does, um, it's so small like the odds yeah. are probably very slim yeah there's like 20 families I think in the whole town or the way the way I actually that's not true I feel like I don't know if your dad does this but anytime my dad talks about it or references it I always imagine in my brain that's how many families there are because they say it's just so small yeah and one of the things that I had talked to my dad about was that um 
you know, they have the last name, but then they also have like the surname. Do you know mm-hmm. what that is? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yep. it's like a nickname that the other families in the town give, have, I believe they give oh your family. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And this surname is not in any kind of, um, coherent Italian, I'll say. It's nope. always in the buddies. Yes. <laughs> And let me tell you, you guys, I I will not do the dialect justice. I mean, I can because I can mimic my family members speaking in the dialect. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. You, you need to either right now pause this and like go on YouTube and look up Bare's dialect yeah. and just hear the sound and how it doesn't sound anything like pretty Italian. Nope, nope. Um, and just just kind of absorb that for a moment. Um, and so a <laughs> lot of people from the town kind of speak they speak italian obviously but they speak it in this dialect so the surname for my family uh in Framola was mm. does that even <laughs> sound <laughs> and i think honestly like my dad or whoever's gonna listen to this later on he's gonna be like you pronounced it perfectly because that is yeah. not and you're probably like what is that sound i asked him how to spell it and he said there is no spelling it's a sound Um, but essentially what that is allegedly translates to if we were pretending this is an actual language and not a dialect um, (laughs) is it translates to rope makers yeah oh my god wait so it's so funny that your dad says that too because essentially the, the interesting part about this dialect is that it's never it's dying out in so there's I don't, your parents call it bodies. My parents, my dad will often refer to it as moles or bodies because oh, yeah. there's two All different, because right. they're, they're so intertwined, but essentially for people listening, bodies. So the part in Italy that we are specifically from has been, has so much outside influence of Europe. So like, there's like, my dad told me like, there's like Arabic influence. There's yeah. a lot of uh, like the, the language itself, this dialect comes from basically everywhere but it'll like italian language like we're not talking about like spanish french like the love like right the romance languages no 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 this is like from other there's some greek in there there's there's a lot of influence to it but it was never written down so it's actually dying out so like the fact that when you asked him like how do you spell it he couldn't right it's because no one ever wrote it down i actually don't know what my my dad has often mentioned the surnames but i've never actually heard ours but i'm sure uh my it'll be brought up at family trivia which we're gonna get to when i break down a little bit more about my family but uh yeah it's it gets fucking weird y'all so cola uh tell us like your family break it down what okay what's the story here so how did they well so i feel like you know you're like, tell us about, like, your immediate family, the relationships you have. Like, do you have a big extended family? Like, big, you know, Italian gotcha. families? Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, more of a, what's it so, look like? So, let's go and then how they here. here. Yeah. So, let's go with this. Um, so, obviously, my dad came here. I'm going to focus on my dad's side right now because that is our connection. is mm-hmm. his. So, uh, they came here from Mola, uh, I want to say in 1970, because my dad was nine years old when he came here. Okay. Um, 
And uh, so just to be clear, so my, my, my dad's side of the family is Mola and like that is where his mother is. So my grandmother is from Mola. My okay. grandfather, who bears our last name, um, he is from a town a couple miles away called Rutiliano. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's just backstory. We're focusing on the Molays here. <laughs> um, so the dying, the dying breed. <laughs> right. So uh, my dad and his uh, and my grandmother and his two brothers, uh, and I think my grandfather, I don't, my grandfather worked construction in like a, a bunch of places around Europe. So I don't know mm-hmm. if he necessarily came over with them or if he came over after I should have gotten this clarification, but I forgot. Um, Mm. (laughs) so, uh, they came over in 1970, I want to say, um, and, uh, essentially from what I understand, they settled here, uh, they settled, uh, I want to say downtown Brooklyn is Mm. where they were, uh, like that Smith and Carroll street area, Um, which fun fact, uh, that, uh, court, that section of court street, downtown Brooklyn is mm-hmm. name is also named Citizens of Mola di Bari Way. Yes. Yeah. I did know that. Yeah. Because a lot of them ended up, I guess, living there when they came over. Um, yep, they did. Yeah. That's where my dad was. So, yeah. So they were downtown Brooklyn. Uh, I believe they did. They, I forget how many, how long they stayed down there. Um, and I could be messing up the timeline. I'm sure my father will call me and tell me everything I got wrong after this. But uh, <laughs> uh, but then they eventually moved to uh, Diker Heights, which is where mm-hmm. I grew up. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they moved because downtown Brooklyn in the 70s was starting to get a little sketch. And they were just yeah. like, well you know, this neighborhood will never be nice and the houses will never be worth money. So, uh, you know, let's leave. Um, And then, of course, we all know what happened downtown Brooklyn. Brooklyn Heights ended up being like gentrification station. But um, (laughs) uh, yeah, so they moved to Diker Heights, Bensonhurst, uh, that area, Mm -hmm. South Brooklyn. Um, My dad met my mom um, and they got married and had myself and my sister and we all lived happily ever after (laughs) oh yeah so you're the oldest right then when you have a what about your extended family like I feel like you have a I feel like you have more cousins than I can count yeah I have a lot of extended family so again this is I want to say it's mostly like family it's family from Mola um Mm -hmm. from my mostly my grandmother's side of things my grandfather's side is actually a lot of them are still in italy they stayed there um smart uh are they how are they just like a quick pause how are they doing over there especially with the coronavirus and whatnot they're chilling like i checked in on like i asked like my family about them like at the beginning of all this when italy was getting hit real bad and like apparently Mm -hmm. like they're fine i uh my grandmother even now she's 95 she's in a nursing home in brooklyn and uh they uh they had you know let my parents know at one point that oh like her roommate is a little feverish so we're just gonna give her some antibiotics just in case and she's totally fine like that woman is indestructible well i was just gonna say you, you we say this all the time italian women are indestructible like they're they'll fucking outlive us all and honestly a lot of them have (laughs) yeah (laughs) can i tell you actually i have a really great story about my grandmother in mola i believe uh Mm -hmm. so she had just started dating my grandfather 
And mm-hmm. uh, I think she was like arranged to marry somebody else, but she like broke that off. Um, and oh, what yeah. a scandal. So, so my grandfather is like, I guess picked her up from like work or wherever. And like, he's like riding his bike and he's got her on like his handlebars and they're riding up to like the town piazza, which is like, that's where like all, like everybody in the town hangs out so they can watch yep. and know what everybody's business is. Yep. Um, and so my grandmother sees that he's approaching the piazza and she's like, let me off your bike. I don't want anyone to see us together because of this, obviously this whole thing that went down with her breaking off this arranged marriage. And my grandfather's like, ha ha ha, no. Um, <laughs> what a typical man. I know. And she's like, if you don't let me off, I'm going to jump off. And he's like, no, you won't. And let me tell you that bitch tucked and rolled and jumped <laughs> off his bike. And she fucking beat coronavirus. That's how, that's no, how she, she beat coronavirus. Let, let me be clear. She didn't have coronavirus. It was like pre well, it, it, it stood away from her because she had the antibodies from the asphalt she fucking ate when she was jumping off the bike. <laughs> anyway, she like, yeah, she was just, you can't tell that woman to do anything. But um, she's wonderful. And uh, also, the image of just her on his handlebars. Like, have you ever heard a mu- more pure, like, I don't know. My brain just went to like straight up like romantic love story like imagery in my brain. Granted, obviously it wasn't that because she threatened, she fell off the bike and jumped off the bike. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's so tender. Like, have you ever heard something so cute? Like how 19, whatever it was. 20, I'm, I'm like making it sound really pretty, but she probably it, like I've never <laughs> seen a picture of her smiling. I mean, in good reason. Like <laughs> She had she had seven brothers and sisters, and two of them died in World War Two. So yeah, um, she had probably every reason not to be smiling. But um. <laughs> yeah, my my grandma was the same. But okay, so so uh, your parents met huge extended family. You're the oldest. I'm the oldest. Are you, you're fairly. Would you say you're fairly close to your family? Um, yeah, like I have a really good relationship with my parents, I think. Um, and my sister and I are very close. Uh, my extended family, I don't see them as much anymore. Obviously, I live in Los Angeles now. So, uh, but mm. you know, I, I did the whole I went to every like family party, just they had like a merry go round of my boyfriends at the time, like in their wedding videos, which is great. Um, <laughs> just what you yeah. want to see. Oh, it's so great. Every, I think every single cousin of mine that got married has a different one of my boyfriends in their wedding video. It's really fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a little different now because, you know, the family gets bigger and, you know, they have their kids and, you know, um, I'm trying to make it a point to brush up on my Italian whenever I can. As you can tell, it's not at its peak form as it was when we were in high school. Um, <laughs> you but, did speak yeah. beautiful Italian in high school. Dude, I like aced like the in New York State, you have to take regents exams. I got mm-hmm. like a 97 on that regent exam just from like, and see, y'all were worried in the first episode because I don't do my Italian homework. <laughs> Look at that. She didn't fucking need to. She showed that regents book. Uh, but yeah, so, um, but that's essentially it. And we th- honestly, like, you know, I don't want to get too into my, my dad's going to hear this and be like, well, you told all our fucking business. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's another trait. Do you get that a lot? Cause I feel like that's a thing where it's just oh, like, 100%. I mean, that's an Italian thing I feel, but it's also like a very New York thing where it's just like, mind your fucking yeah. business. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I actually taught, um, this kid I've been, uh, I've been seeing for a little while 
he um I taught him the other day mind your neck like that's like <laughs> a very New York which obviously like Nicole and I have mentioned this before we're gonna have a whole episode on fucking the Brooklyn New York translation of things but that a hundred percent is a New York thing like so mind your neck is like you know, like if you, you when you're eavesdropping on someone, like you you pull your neck out to like hear what they're saying. So if someone's saying to you, "Mind your neck," it means literally mind your fucking business. Yeah. You know, like put your neck back and check. Uh, no one wants to fucking hear what you're saying. Um. So yeah, I had to explain that to to him a couple of uh, days ago. I don't think it really registered in his brain, but was he a little <laughs> close to your neck? No, he he like turned around. And said like he like turned around to to hear for something as we were like walking into uh like a like an outside brewery, and I said I was like I was like what are you eavesdropping? Hasn't anybody told you to mind your neck? And he was like no I'm not eavesdropping. And what the <laughs> fuck did you just say? And I was mind like, your neck. Yeah, uh, like, that's great. Yeah, but um, that's a very that's a very New York Brooklyn thing. Uh, my dad my dad will never like threaten and be like like whoa you telling all our fucking business for but my dad will definitely be like. Uh, like he'll say like, like do that. They don't need to know my shit, you know. Like or yeah. do you want to do you want to know what level that reaches in my when when we were born? Uh, you know how like uh in the neighborhood people will put like the the big storks on the yep. lawn. Yeah, yeah, that shit never happened so, for us. No, it didn't because my dad was <laughs> like, I don't need anybody knowing I have an infant in my home. <laughs> well, I, no, my but honestly, my mom is way more like that. My oh, mom yeah? would be like. Like, if I say something, like, a little too loud or I raise my voice, she'll be like, we want to fucking lift the windows and scream it from the rooftops. Like, <laughs> she'll, like shut the fuck up. Like, she's <laughs> like, I don't need nobody else know my fucking business. Or or she'll, she was really big on that. Like, uh, but I think it's because uh, she had just had so much stuff happen when she was younger yeah. about, you know, like, break-ins in the neighborhood. She actually grew up on the block that I grew up on. So the house at the corner was the house. Well, the house next door that my aunt lived in was my mom's house that she was pretty much born and raised in. Um, So she just constantly was like cognizant of everyone on the block and who knew what and like if like their rhythms and their behaviors and things like that. So she was always cognizant of like, I don't fucking need them to know what I'm doing because I fucking know what they're doing and that's good enough for me. You know, like they know, I know what they're doing. They don't gotta know what I'm doing. That's right. my My mom's a boss in that regard. So so let's then let's dive in. Uh, so your dad came here. How old was your dad when he came here? What's 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 your story? <laughs> my dad was young. He was I think he was only two years old. But um, so it's yeah, it's my dad's side. He was he was not born here. Um, he they came when they were two. Actually, so my grandfather came to America about three times before my parents I mean my my dad came with him like the family came with him he came by himself you know to set everybody up I don't know if you're yeah. I don't know if you're, your grandfather or your dad my but. my grandfather on my mother's side did that um yeah yeah so it was very common right because they were you know a lot of them already had family here and at the time you needed a family to sponsor you to come yeah. to America so or, my, or a job I think yep yep so you needed one or the other and actually my my cousin Vinny the one of the many his uh his parents were the ones that actually wound up sponsoring them. So, uh, but my grandfather got sent back twice. Oh shit. And yeah, he got caught and sent back twice. Uh, and, uh, so finally when they, they all came back together, the boat they were supposed to come on sunk. <gasps> and they, yeah, yeah. They never got on it because, uh, 
at the time there were cabins, right? Like very much, if anybody's ever seen the Titanic, you know that there's cabins or if you've ever been on a fucking cruise, you know that there people go in cabins in your, your rooms. Um, and they didn't have a cabin for four people. They had two and two and my grandfather didn't want to separate the family. So he just said, no, we'll wait for the next one. And, and yeah, that, that boat wound up sinking. So. That is insane. Isn't also, uh, also, oh, that that's actually something I forgot to bring up. I meant to ask you. So what year was that that they were coming here? Because my dad also came over on a boat. Um, but for <laughs> what I think is an insane reason, because it was 1970 and they could have easily gotten on a boat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so fucking true. Um, maybe they just really wanted to say, like, we're off the boat. Which, yeah, I mean, it's well, technically I'll tell you what it, what it was for me. Um, my grandmother had to, had to bring all of her <laughs> furniture from Italy to America. So she fucking got all that shit on the boat. And so my dad spent eight days at sea. And by the way, it... <laughs> so I'm just curious if there was a reason like that, that your parents also took a boat. <laughs> I'm literally just imagining your grandmother sitting in front of like a fucking sofa with the plastic on it, like yeah, like, like the like the china cabinet or and all that shit. Oh my god, that's fucking hysterical. No, my my grandfather, uh, they well, I don't think they could afford the plane at that time, but uh, it was 19. My dad was born in 55, so it was probably like 1957. Okay, 1958. So. It was still fairly normal, I think, at that point. Yeah, the 70s, I don't really... I mean, your grandmother now, that makes sense. But that was pretty much how people were coming to America at that point, was still very much by boat. Um, but See, yeah, that's, so, that's, a, that's a rational reason to come by boat. <laughs> it, takes eight, <laughs> it takes eight days. And, like, also, uh, my dad... I don't know why, but, you know, when I was growing up, I watched The Godfather really young. And, you know, in that scene in the second one where he's coming over on the boat, that's how I always used to picture my dad coming here until I, like, genuinely asked him one day. He's like, no, I came over on, like, it was like a cruise liner. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, you think there's, like, fish in the back or, like, they're just, like, like the little They're they're on, like, yeah, picturing that he's on, like, the Santa Maria coming over here. (laughs) Isn't it funny how we just like make up stories in our heads about this shit? I know. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, yeah go no, ahead. Okay. That was totally fucking worth like the, the side tangent. That was hysterical. Um, but yeah, so they came here. Um, my grandfather is a fisherman, as most people who came out of Mola were. Yeah. But my grandfather, this is, I actually just learned this at Christmas trivia. So every year at Christmas Eve, which Cola, you and I will do a whole. We'll, we'll get more into like holidays and traditions at a later point, but Christmas Eve, instead of, you know, I have so many cousins. My dad is one of, it's just him and my aunt. Uh, my mom has the bigger family. I'm the, I'm the youngest of four. So I have a lot of, I have a lot, quote unquote, brothers and sisters. Um, and, you know, I have nieces and nephews. So my family is huge and we're all super close. And Christmas Eve, you know, we do the traditional feast of the seven fishes and uh because we're so much older now right like we have like my nieces and nephews so there's kids and they get gifts but for us we don't get gifts anymore right um moral of the story growing up fucking sucks but whatever uh my my aunt my genius aunt 
is a hoarder <laughs> essentially and she just like collects shit throughout the year and what she'll do is right around christmas she'll just put everything in a basket and be like well these are the gifts for family trivia so she'll make up these categories and we'll have like potpourri you know family history and like a third category and then there's a kids trivia so you know they get their own part and they like they get their own section with gifts and uh we learn every year just my aunt tries to teach us a little bit more about our family history and so that's where i learned that my grandfather, when they came to America, my grandfather fought in World War One, and he was actually a prisoner of war. Oh, he got captured, and he was he was prisoner of war in England. But before that, his his uh, army base was in Libya, so his last address was in Libya, and so when he requested like uh, to come to America. He was able to do so as a refugee because at the time America had a refugee bill specifically for uh, certain uh, places and Libya was one of the names on the list. So like they came over technically as refugees. That is wild. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it's like so fucking cool. Like the more I like learn, I'm like, bro, my grandfather was such a boss. Like just like the shit he dealt with. Like, oh, I make so much sense as a human because of him. But he uh yeah so they actually came at here as refugees and my dad met my mom in the in the 70s when uh she actually called him an asshole the first time they met god bless um, yeah and again i make more sense now don't i uh <laughs> and uh yeah they they got he you know proposed they got married and here we are i'm 40 they've been together 42 years 42 43 years um, god bless and yeah. happy anniversary actually it's coming up september well oh my together. god so for reals then happy anniversary yeah yeah this is legit but yeah and now i'm um, here i am and uh see i kind of gave you a breakdown of uh a little bit about the family dynamic there but they uh they settled in in downtown brooklyn as well my dad grew up on third place Yep. Oh, yep. wow. They were like, na- well, uh, now yeah. I see there's clearly a, a, a gap a little bit um, in the years, but mm-hmm. uh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's essentially, you know, where, where they were in that, yeah. in that, that area. Yeah. And uh, my, my, uh, they left at some point and obviously made their way towards Bensonhurst. But like I said, my mom grew up where, where I grew up, um, my grandfather owned three houses on that block. And so there was the one at the corner that he moved into. The one that my aunt lived in was the house they originally owned that my grandmother, my, I mean, my mother was born in. And then the house I lived in right next door. So you remember my house, basically yeah. all houses in Brooklyn, for those that don't know, they're all pretty much adjoining houses. Uh, yeah. Like, that's how you describe them, right? Adjoining. They're connected. Um, you can kind of hear just everything. You either live in like a connect, like very few. I think only when I like got a little bit older, and uh, Bay Ridge had some houses that are like not connected. And I remember when I, you know, had would go to my friends' houses in that neighborhood. I'd be like, "Whoa!" Like mm-hmm. they live in like a, a house, house, you know, like not mm-hmm. like we lived in a two-family, yeah, connected house. And of course, you know, my grandparents lived downstairs, as is the tradition typically <laughs> um, everyone lives together yeah like families that even that like where did your family live in relation to where you were growing like in in diker what do you mean like where like, 
Like, so your grandmother lived downstairs. Okay, okay. So my grandmother, yes, my dad's parents lived downstairs from us uh, my entire Mm -hmm. life. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see, I had my cousins that were in uh, Bensonhurst, a little closer to you, uh, Mm -hmm. that were like near like the 86th Street, um, you know, the elevated train over there near that area. I knew you tricked kind of near tricked high school. So they were in that area. Um, So I had some cousins over there. I had a lot of cousins. Uh, I have cousins that live in Long Island. That's my first cousins. My dad's oldest brother lives out oh, there. I know we'll, we'll get, we'll go into Long Island at a later date, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I guess like just kind of scattered about like uh, Queens, a lot of, I used to have a lot of family in like Bayside and Flushing was another, mm-hmm. um, was another big area that we moved into. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. You, do, it's kind of Staten Island now, but not, I would say we only had a couple originally out there, but. So yeah. my family didn't, they were very, like, we all grew up extremely, like, proximity close together. Like, yeah. besides my cousins, like, very similar. Like, my cousin, uh, the cousin Vinny, I just mentioned again, one of the 70 that I have. Um, do you, do you have any cousin Vinny's? Uh, I don't, it's not like a, like big name. You know, it's also interesting now that as like the family is getting bigger and my cousins are like having kids is like, no one's doing like the generational names anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously everybody in Italian families is all like, there's like 50 Mario's if there's a Mar- you know, there's never just one yeah. as you can see, you know, yep. that um, always gets passed down. Right. So no one's really doing that anymore. Um, which I think is fine because if that was the case, uh, I would have been named after my grandmother and that would have been Crescenza. So, (laughs) well, I'm named after, well, we know both my grandmother. So I I do have that influence, but so anyway, uh, I asked like, do you have cousin Vinny's? Cause one of the biggest peeves I have, and I'm sure there are people out there listening who also have cousin Vinny's. If they're like, if I mentioned like my cousin Vinny, they're like, Oh, like the movie. And I'm like, no, like my life, (laughs) but okay. Uh, so like I, I was saying, one of my cousin Vinny, he lived at that point in Staten Island. So the cousin I grew, like his ch- children that I grew up super close to, they lived, um, they lived out there. But otherwise, like my grandmother grew up, like she was 10 blocks away from me. My aunt is up the block from me. Yeah. My actual aunt, I shared a wall with. My other aunt lives like, like two blocks up in an avenue over. Uh, yeah, like right. My oh. whole family was actually very close proximity wise you uh you just jog my memory my grandmother that i lived with her aunt, her sister so my great aunt she lived around the block from us so that i could always like <laughs> even that i was i was like I, i'm not i'm afraid to walk around the block and go to my aunt's house but yeah also we used to just call her my aunt we just never called her my great aunt because it's like oh well, yeah yeah six one aunt does the other like i think that's also very common in italian families like technically again the cousins i grew up super close with were not even my first cousins they're like my third cousins or yeah third price removed i don't know how that generational shit works if you ever heard that when someone's like oh that's my that's my 12 like my second cousin twice removed or once removed and i'm like what the fuck does that even mean i'll tell you that's some american bullshit that's like something that like <laughs> that like super american people came up with so they could fuck their cousins and not feel bad about it <laughs> yeah it's like my cousin but like twice removed what is that 
Well, it's not a big deal that I fucked them then, right? Because they had twice removed. They were once removed that would definitely guarantee some Spectrum-type child. But, yeah, twice removed were fine. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah. So, yeah, I, I also grew up, like, a lot of my cousins, my, most of my cousins when I was a kid are at least, like, seven years older than me. Um, yeah. Just because, I guess, you know, when there's, like, gaps like that just in general, you know, people get married and have kids at different ages. Um, sometimes it lines up and, you know, other times like, it's like, oh, well, you know, um, but I, I always liked that. I thought it was cool. I liked when I was a kid, I liked going to like family parties and like, I got to hang out with my older cousins, you know, cause I'm the oldest. So I, um, you know, I, I wanted like somebody to like look up to and stuff. So it was really, yeah. I always liked going and like hanging out with my cousins. I would get excited when like my family would come over and like if my younger cousins would come like I would be so mm -hmm. thrilled because I'm like oh cool like <laughs> yeah did you so interesting enough the rest of your family I feel like again I don't know about yours but it feels like everyone from that part of Italy when they came to America settled in either downtown Brooklyn like they either went to Canada so they didn't come to America at all or they like went to some random place like I feel like I have like random cousins like in Indiana that we had like never met or Georgia or some shit well, like, maybe North Carolina like now I'm just all over the fucking map but yeah no it's funny you mentioned that because I do have cousins in Chicago uh, first of all let me be clear they are not in Chicago that is my father constantly saying they're in Chicago they are two hours outside of the city <laughs> of Chicago. Okay. <laughs> that is just not knowing maps. So is, yeah, it's typical. Yeah. it's So it was funny because I've been to Chicago a couple of times and, you know, mm -hmm. my dad is always like, call your cousins. And I'm just like, I, I, I truly, honestly, like I don't, I've never, if I did meet them, it was probably when I was a child and I don't really remember too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're in Chicago. So uh, they're not in Chicago. Demicola, stop with this. Stop being a perpetrator of that. Whatever. They're, they, but anyway, they live there. That is about as far west as my family goes. As of today, 2020, I am the farthest west that uh, someone in my family has ever gone in this country. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know if, did, like, did the rest of your family, if when they, well, you said a lot of them are still there, but, like... I have so I have so much so much family in Canada and it That's feels like I know a lot of Italian Amer like other Italian Americans that I've met who have family like in Toronto. So it's like they picked the New York of Canada, so to speak, and then we <laughs> did New York. That's so funny. I uh yeah, I don't think maybe on my mom's side I feel like I might have some people up there, but it wasn't really a thing. It was they stuck basically to New York. Uh mm -hmm. they they landed there and they were like, Okay, like <laughs> this'll uh, do. Yeah. Um, actually, it was really cute and funny. When my dad came out here to visit me, um, was it last year or the year before? Oh, God. I've, I'm sorry. I've lost complete sense of time. Uh, but when he came it's out March here... March 150th, so you're fine. I, I know, I know. Um, but when he came out here, he, he said to me, he was like, I can't believe I'm on the other side of America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that's so cute. Isn't it? Like, oh my that's God. That's so cute. Because I like would have never thought of it that way. But like he came here when he was nine. So he was like, oh yeah, I get to be an, uh, an American, you know? Oh, tell me if your your dad did used to do this to like get Americanized. Um, but no. I remember my dad wanted to be like all the American kids. So he asked uh, his my grandmother to, he wanted milk with dinner, which is, oh, good. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh no, my dad never asked for. I don't think my dad ever did that, but you, <laughs> he would say like he would often refer to things as like, "Nah, that's what a very that's a, that's like a very American thing. We don't do that." Like, yeah, my dad would often would say that. Like, he often I think would say that about uh, like Chef Boyardee. You know, as a kid, like when yeah. you see a commercial and you would ask for like Chef Boyardee, they'd be my dad would be like, "Nah, it's an American thing. We don't do that." Right. Well, I mean, you know, my dad was a kid, so he was like, you know, probably like having you know, whatever at school. And, you know, he's the, the new kid, the foreign kid. So <laughs> he wanted to have uh, milk with dinner, but he was like, milk doesn't go with like uh, pasta and lentils. You know? <laughs> with sauce? Ew. With, uh, milk doesn't go with meat sauce. Oh, God. Ugh, <laughs> I gotta stop. It's disgusting. I cannot even. Also, like people out there who had like a very American upbringing. What does milk go with? Like when you eat dinner, please they email eat everything. Us. They eat it with everything. But I, there's no way that tastes good. No, the the kid I dated um, in college, he his family. That was actually the first time I had seen that. But he would he would drink milk with everything. But that's just a very and they were from the Midwest, so that's just a very very American thing. And the only time I ever tried it and I actually enjoyed it was um, with pancakes. Like in the like for breakfast. Yes, that's fine. That to me yeah. makes sense. That's the like, breakfast. But after a while, after a while, I'd be like, "Ew, I'm drinking milk. Like this is gross." And I would just get like skeeved out. Like I couldn't no, do it. But don't don't get me wrong. Like I would have milk with my breakfast when I was a kid growing up, and like even with pancakes and and waffles. And by a kid, I mean before I was ten when I started drinking espresso. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but like you know, before that's, the, that was just like, well, breakfast, it seems fine. Like, and again, though, but if I was having like bacon and eggs or something, then yeah, I'd have like orange juice, like milk is just to me in my mind. It's like, it's something that goes in your coffee or something you yeah have with pancakes or waffles. If you're like yeah. a, a child, whatever kids, I don't know what, how old are kids when they start drinking espresso these days? Uh, and uh, definitely not, definitely not, uh, how young you and I started, but, uh, which begs- eighteen? Like I'm trying to think. Like my nephew, who's twelve. Like we would never. My brother would never let him touch. I was gonna espresso. say. Whereas, like my grandfather was like, yeah, sure, you want that? Or my grandfather would also hand me. Did your? I don't know if you're like the that like you know the, this is explains why I'm such a health nut or like I'm all about like the natural way of healing things. But my grandfather would just eat like cloves of garlic straight. Oof. So he would literally just like eat like a clove of garlic and hand me one. And be like, you want this? And then, like, I would just eat it, and I'd be like, my f- I don't know if anybody's ever tried to eat. I don't recommend it. Please don't. Um, it's really good for your stomach. stomach. No, it's great. So that is one of my my health regimens that I'm happy to provide you all with an episode on just, like, how to heal yourself at a later time. Garlic is is something to use to heal yourself when you're feeling ill or under the weather or boost your immune system. But don't chew it. Ugh. Like, I, like, chewed it as if I was, like, chewing gum, <laughs> and I thought I was going to vomit. It was awful. But then he literally, like, I came back to the table, and he, like, just handed me 
I was, I must have, I was young. I must have been like maybe eight or nine. And he handed me uh, like an espresso and was just like, yeah, wash it down with that. Like, it'll be fine. <laughs> I, uh, I think they gave it to me because they made espresso in like the stovetop espresso maker. Yep, um, yep. And so they gave it to me after like, you know, it was a night, family's over for dinner. That's like, ah, oh, let the kid have some espresso. And then they think it's funny and cute because I liked it. And I, let me tell you, I drank it straight the first mm. time too. I didn't put any sugar in it, which is to this day how I drink my espresso. No sugar. Oh, um, and I love it. But um, I think then I like, want, I thought it, they thought it was funny and like cute. And I was like, oh, I want more. Um, and <laughs> then they realized that they were like, it might be a problem to have like a 10 year old drinking espresso. So uh, and tell me if you've ever had this. Do you remember or- orzo? Oh my god, I butchered that word. Orzo. That's that's how you say it. The, li- the liqueur? No, not the liqueur. Orzo was like a grain, like uh, it is a pasta, I believe, but it's also like oh, a- oh yes, yes, yes. Do you know what I'm talking? About? So they give it to kids in Italy, and so my dad was like, "Here, you can't drink coffee because you're like too young, but we'll make you this in the morning." It's like. Google it. It's got some like weird, happy blonde kid on it. I don't know why. Um, yeah, and that's so true. It's just once you have espresso, like trying to go back to that. My 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 parents got it for me a couple times, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I want orzo, and uh, you know, my mom uh, would make it for me. But then after a while, I was like, this is just disgusting. Like, grain. this is just shit. Give me the real stuff. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I see you like addicted, like caffeine withdrawing ten year old. Yeah, so anyway. I know I thought you know what I thought you were thinking of uh, Zambuca. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, you know what? I never Zambuca. liked Zambuca. Never liked it. Uh, my, my, dad, my dad would occasionally put it in there in the espresso, or the, the lemon wedge. The lemon yeah. wedge is also, but that's not liqueur. But yeah. Um. So I think for 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 I don't know. Like, do you feel like the the way in which they came here and so much of like what they went through do you feel like that impacted you at all growing up or like how you view the world even now or um oh for for sure because like we lived uh we lived in a two-family house right and my Mm -hmm. attention my grandparents lived downstairs and you know my grandmother was just very like yeah, she doesn't have like a jovial italian disposition i would say like you know she was very uh you know, turn the lights off, save electric. Like they were just, you know, cause they're, they were poor. So like, it was just like about, I mean, like at least in Italy, I'm assuming uh, because of the way, you know, there's like never waste your money, like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And also like, you know, growing up like upstairs uh, in that upstairs apartment, like, you know, a lot of kids, <laughs> uh, you know, they could have their friends over and run around. Like my grandmother and my grandfather lived downstairs and they were just like, absolutely. Like they, and like, I just remember always like walking around real careful in the house, you know, like real, mm-hmm. like, don't, you know, if we jump around, you're going to get, make grandma mad. And, um, yep. you know, so maybe like, I, I don't know, like, I'm always like hyper aware of that. Even now, like I live in an apartment building and like, I'm, I'm on the top floor and I just am always like very careful about how I walk around because I'm just like can't bother the people downstairs. Like even yeah. even in New York, like I, when I lived in Queens, it was a top floor apartment, and like I had a really <laughs> a funny roommate who I came home one night and he was drunk doing kickflips in the living room on the skateboard. <laughs> I was screaming at him because I was like, "There's people that I left downstairs." Um, 
so I mean, it seems like my the effect is just um, residential, but it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. Do you think what what I, I don't what kind of effect oh, yeah. do you think it had? I think the biggest one is probably on education. Like, is probably the biggest uh, that's, one. That's a way that. better answer. <laughs> No, I, I think about it a lot. Like, you know, my grandfather was so big and that's my dad was too, is just, you know, because my dad only got a high school degree. You know, we're first, both of us, I think are first gen, right? Like yes. your, your dad yeah. didn't go to, your mom or dad. Oh, didn't. well, my, uh, my dad actually is, does have a college degree. He has a college degree from Brooklyn College and he's the only that one. Is- his, yep. He's the only one of his brothers uh, that got his, his college degree. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know, I think that's really cool, especially since uh, years later, my sister graduated also from Brooklyn College. So, oh, they're alumni of the same. It's re- I think it's really cute. Um. <laughs> um, but yeah, for, for me, my dad always, you know, he's blue collar worker. Mm, you know, my parents definitely I don't know how the like when I look back on like what they did, you know, putting four kids through through oh college. God, yeah. And, yeah, like they could have fucking been millionaires four times over you know like just the amount of money they spent putting us but my grandfather was just such a a, like just you know they can't take you know your brains away from you right like they can't take your worth ethic away from you like right you know just just he wanted us to have so much more than than he gave us or that he could give like my dad or you know he he could only do so much with what they had so he wanted us, us to keep going um but my dad was the same way um which is funny because i i get upset not get upset but like I think so much like my dad is brilliant when it comes to fixing things right like he like it's funny now that he's retired we call him our family handyman because it's like (laughs) why the fuck would I ever pay an electrician my dad can just come and fix that for us right uh actually I just moved into a new apartment and he just helped us build uh our furniture the other day yeah he has his whole he brings like his whole tool truck like his toolbox in his truck um and uh we were putting something together and it took us like fucking four hours and I was like holy shit if my dad was not here and we didn't have access to that whole fucking toolbox (laughs) I would not know I would have fucking threw this thing out the window like I would just would have been like fuck you we're done but uh he is brilliant right and I think he he had like he should have went to like a uh, vocational school right for to be an electrician or or something like that but he couldn't, right? Like at the time he just, he was, he had, he had a family that he had to provide for, like school couldn't come first. He had to find a way to make the money, but he always made it a priority then for us to then put school first. And I think so much of that came from my grandfather and like generationally, I think that's the biggest impact is that it was like, you, I can only give you so much, but would you, what you can do is then for your family, do a little bit more and then they'll do yeah. a little bit more, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. And even though like, uh, you know, my dad was the only one of his brothers to, well, honestly, like uh, my uncle, my uncle could have probably the, he was the middle child. He could have probably, uh, you know, my dad, it was always like, he was very smart. Um, but he ended up dropping out of John Jay. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just didn't, you know, work out. I mean, you know, that's a whole other thing. I won't get into that, but, um, you know, and he was a wonderful man, uh, human being. And it just, um, you know, it was just very interesting, but like when we, you know, for us, my dad, I think, uh, because even though, yes, he graduated from college and has a college degree, like 
he had to like work like the entire time as he was in school, he didn't get to do any like extra, you know, it was like, make the money and get the degree, you know, like mm-hmm. to, he had to, you know, he was working either like downtown at the deli or like, you know, that was mostly, I think where he was working while he was um, in school. And so I just remember, you know, when my sister and I were kids and we were in school and he was like, you know, whatever extracurricular, you know, like we wanted to do, like we could do, you know, you want to play, you know, basketball, you can play basketball, you want to play softball. Like he always, I just remember him like really focusing a lot on that because, um, you know, I I think he would have liked to have done some of that stuff, but you know, given his circumstances, he just couldn't afford to do it. I mean, my, they moved here and my grandmother like sent him to work immediately um, because they had to. Uh, So, you know, uh, I definitely always appreciated that. (laughs) And child labor laws didn't really exist. (laughs) So what does it matter? What child labor? You could carry a crate, you get that off the truck. (laughs) There's justice down here. There's, you better be working. (laughs) It's good for you. It puts hair on your chest. (laughs) Um, no, I, I, that's so for, I think it's, you, you mentioned the extracurricular activities and we mentioned this in the first episode, this, this Brook, this mentality to some degree of like, what, it, what we, who we are is good enough, right? Like we're smart enough. Um, I think as I've gotten older and so I, you know, I have a master's degree, my, uh, two of my siblings have a master's degree. I love um, hearing you say that. It's beautiful music to my ears. I love watching my friends thrive. Oh. Thanks. Thanks. And hopefully fingers crossed at some point, a law degree, but we'll, we'll see how ambitious I feel. Oh, we have to discuss more about this. Oh yeah. You're, if you haven't noticed, I, I'm a little spunky and I, I'm fascinated and love a good fight. Um, one of my, one of the things I pride myself on is I could argue my way out of anything. Also something I get from my grandmother. I will not, I've seen you do it multiple times. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah. So I think because of that, that mentality of of how I'm smart enough, I always remember growing up, you know, my dad wanted us to, to be, do well in school and really put our head down and, and, and grind out. My mom was big on that too, but he thrived on the, on the extracurriculars for us. Right. So he was always the, I'm like the, the little league captain and, or like the little league coach and made sure that all of us were playing a sport. Although by the time they got to me and my mom was like, do you want to play a sport? I was like, fuck no, because I'm the youngest. And if I, you know, this one has soccer practice on this day. And then my brother has, has baseball practice. And then we have to go to this. And my sister has this. And my, I'm like, by the time it came to me, I was like, no, I don't want to fucking do a blessed thing. Like I'm tired of being in these <laughs> sport locations, but um, my dad, I think that's where he felt safe, right? This is, he couldn't help us necessarily with the math homework or he yeah. couldn't necessarily help us with, you know, our history, well, probably our history homework. My dad's huge on history. Oh God, I wish oh. we could have him on this podcast just to First tell you of all, about our dad's, the story of JFK. Our dads should probably just talk to each other about history because my dad is also <laughs> a very big history buff. Yeah. Um, yeah. They love it. They love it so much. But my dad will tell you like his whole spiel. My friends are obsessed when they like, uh, hang out with my dad and he just like tells them the story of what he knows about JFK getting elected by the Teamsters and blah, blah, blah. Oh, but anyway. my, oh God, your yeah. dad and I need to talk about that. I have a, I'm a big listeners. This is completely irrelevant, but I'm a big fan of JFK <laughs> conspiracy theories. So everybody just needs to know that. No way. JFK is like literally one of my favorite presidents. We again, will discuss outside. Of this. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that that is where he felt safe, right? That is where he could support us. And 
I didn't realize it until I got older, how much he wanted us to be like educated and, and set up. Okay. Because I don't think he, he could. Right. And right. I see that. I saw that in my grandfather now, again, as I've gotten older, I'm like, wow, this, look at this like generational impact all because, but in hindsight, like look at what our grandparents did, right? Like look at what our right. dads did for themselves, regardless. Right. They started a whole life in a place that was literally not knowing the language. Although I would argue that my dad doesn't know Italian, as we said in the beginning, <laughs> the, the Malay's dialect is not real. Like, uh, I will, said something and I was like, oh shit, that is, that's, that's terrible. Like, Again, ladies and it. gentlemen, if you can figure out how to spell tsukudud, which you can, because <laughs> I tried this morning and I couldn't do it and my mom was laughing at me, um, go ahead and email us. Uh, we have an email address now. Um, Yay! Yeah, we do. Yes. Remember, uh, so it's two broads from Brooklyn, all spelled exactly how you think it should be, um, <laughs> at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, if you two is spelled out, two is spelt out. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming people are going to know that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to try and spell that word, if you want to just talk to us and whatever, just get, drop us a line there. If you want us to talk about something Brooklyn or Italian specific, you can drop us a line there. Um, if you just mm-hmm. want to say hi, um, if you want to be a dick, you can also drop us a line, but we're honestly just going to delete it without even reading it. So I might um, laugh at it and then delete it, but yeah, we'll, we'll probably just delete that. Or we might send people to your house. Ha- no, um, I, <laughs> I don't want to get, I don't want to go down that, start going down that road. I've <laughs> no, I, besides, I haven't talked to that guy in years. Yeah. He's like, he right he got, I mean, nobody does. That's the thing. <laughs> we haven't used him in such a long time. He's like the room of requirement from Harry Potter. Like he only appears when you need him. I just got to <laughs> I got to say only you would be able to connect Harry Potter <laughs> and muscle for hire. Come on, that was great. That's that is the most that's an on brand thing right there. It's very on brand. Um, that was incredible. Thank you. Well, this was lovely as always. I hope y'all enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you have any thoughts, like Cola said, or any comments, um, we'll probably talk at some point. We, we really wanted to do this conversation for this episode because we will talk about our families a great deal since so much of who we are is from that family, you know, influence or that lens. Um, so we, we just want to at least give you all the foundation to help you navigate like what the fuck we're talking about from here on out. So, and, and so much, I think even like we've, we've kind of touched upon in the first episode, but any political or, or, you know, not, not just political, but like any type of stance we take so much of that is going to come from that impact or that influence. So yeah, we want to get that out of the way now. Think of this as like the map we drew you at the beginning of the book. So like <laughs> if you get confused or lost or along the way, just go on back and reference this episode as your yep. little map. Or if you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. This is too long. I'm not going back there. That's fine too. Um, yep. Anyway, but as always, it is a joy chatting with you, Anna. Yes. Same here, Cola. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, and because we, Struggle with commitment issues everywhere, but here we will see you next week. (laughs) 